What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, back with another interview, man. And we got one of the best running backs in the entire country, man, and my guy Gino Hess. Two-time first-team OVC selection was an FCS All-American last year. And even though it hasn't dropped, he is an All-American running back on our side as well for the OVC going into the season, man. So, Gino, appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. So I think you kind of know, I, I brought, I told you I had to ask you about high school and I don't think many people know this. You have the second and third most rushing yards all time in a game in Illinois state history, where you ran for 574 yards in one game and 567 in another. Walk me through those games, man. What, what was going on that night, man? What does it mean to you to have these records uh, kind of walk me through the whole whole process? Mm. It means a lot, you know. You gotta give credit to those guys up front back in high school. You know, a couple of them playing big football right now, one of them in the NFL. But it's a crazy story. One was my first game of junior year. Like we had a, a hour rain delay, lightning delay. I ended up just throwing up, like being overheated. And then after that, we had a few receivers go down. And, like, we just kept running the ball after that. And, like, it was just nonstop. And it felt like it got to the point where, like, you just knew we were going to run the ball. Did you realize at any point in the game how many yards you had going in, going into, like, the later stages of the game? I didn't know yards, but I definitely kept up with the touchdowns. It's kind of easier. So, like, I'd be able to keep up with the touchdowns and whatnot. And then eventually at the end of the game, the news reporter told me how many yards I had and whatnot. And then eventually it became official. Hey, man, listen, uh, ridiculous performances on both of those games. Man, you had multiple record-setting performances in high school. So let's get into your recruiting process a little bit. What was it like? Who was recruiting you the hardest? And what was the overall just experience looking back? It's crazy. I had a lot of people, a lot of interest, I would say. And, like, but SEMO is the only school that offered me and gave me a chance. So, like, but I heard from almost everybody. And then at the time, you know, Illinois had a, a new staff before the staff they got now. So, you know, Illinois was the popular school everybody wanted to go to in the state. But Seymour was the only school that offered me. Hey, listen, a lot of people are watching your career now, man, wishing they would have offered you. I promise that. And, you know, outside of just them being the only school to offer you, what what was their selling points to you? What what was Simo telling you? How would you fit into the system? What were some of the factors that led you to say, this is this is the path I want to choose? Uh, it was just them being up front and being honest. They told me what it is and what it wasn't going to be. They told me, like, at the end of the day, you got to work if you want anything you want. Like, nothing's going to be handed to you at all here. So, like, it was just all the honesty. And they told me, like, we want you here. So, I felt like they wanted me. You know what I mean? I didn't have to, like, hit them up, like, oh, just this, this, that, and the other. Like, they just tell me how it was. I mean, and then you come in, man. You know, your first year, you, you were just developing, coming in. In 2019, your guys' team and you just had an explosive season, conference championship, made a playoff run for you. What were your keys personally to having that breakout season in 2019? 2019, I feel like it was still more of a learning process for me. Like, I was still young, and, like, you know, we just had an All-American running back the year before, so, like, the whole room had big shoes to fill, and like it was just a still learning process. I say that was a roller coaster for me. Like after that season, I could say like, okay, this is what it's going to be, and like if I want this, I will have to work for it. 
And on the flip side, too, not just for you, what made that 2019 so special? That was one of the best teams in SEMO history. So for you, looking at the offseason, what you guys had to overcome during the season, what made that team gel so well? What made it special? I said it started with the older guys because the year before, we, you know, we lost conference on a game winning kick return versus uh, Murray. And, like, the older guys really held the bond together and, like, they, they showed us the ropes and, like, we're going to put them to work. We're going to stay together. Like, it doesn't matter if good times or bad times. Like, we're going to stick together. We're going to get this done. And you're coming into this season, man, multiple-time OVC All-American, FCS All-American. For you, looking back at all your accomplishments, what does it mean to you to see all that hard work be over, I believe, over 2,000 career rushing yards? What do all these accolades mean to you? It's just all a blessing. Like it just shows the work I put in, but it also shows like my teammates. Like they let they are part of everything I accomplished. Like it might be an individual war, but you really gotta look at it as a team workers. They push me every day. They they let me. They hold me to the standard I'm supposed to hold to. So like I gotta give credit to all of them. I mean, because all hundred of them on the team, the new guys included. Like they show they teach you things too as well. Absolutely, man. And despite all this, I know you ha- have to have some goals written down for, for potentially your final season at SEMO. Um, for you, your personal goals for this upcoming season? My personal goals is I definitely – the number one on my list is to win another conference championship and just to, like, if it is my final season, it's just to go out on a winning way and, like, win a conference championship with the people I came in with, they're the seniors, you know, this might be our last ride together. And just showing the new guys, like, okay, this is what the standard is. Now you guys got to hold on to it. Um, I also want to break the most wins in Seymour history as a team. I believe the two years we had nine, the most wins is 10. I want to break that. And then all the individual goals, you know, I want to be first team all conference again. I want to win player of the year. And what now? I want to be, uh, I want to finish, I want to win the Walter Payton Award, definitely. So it's some big goals I got, and it's a lot of work to put in right now. Hey, man, absolutely. And I can see all that happening. You guys are loaded on both sides of the football. But I know the senior answer, man. You're one of the leaders of the team. So I, I know the first game or the next game is the most important. But is there a game on the schedule that you have circled that you're just looking forward to just a little bit more than the rest? Uh, I think I want I circle all the games, you know. I want to win every game if I can, but – a game that sticks out to me would definitely be SIU because it's, you know, it's the war for the wheel. I want to bring the wheel back, of course, and um, definitely Murray, just playing Murray every year. And, and it's I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Murray's leaving the OVC next season, so it could be the last matchup for a while between SEMO and Murray State. So mm-hmm. that might be that might be a big one too, and. Looking at your game, everyone talks about how each year the game slows down a little bit more. They're not the same player they were just a few months back. I want you to compare your game from true freshman year to the guy I'm talking to right now, going to be one of the top running backs in the FCS. How has your game evolved over these past few seasons? Uh, I would say the big thing my game evolved is just learning more football. Like freshman year, I just like I could say I knew how to play football, but I didn't know really the game of football. Like. I know how to work out. I know how to gain weight. I know how to stay at least stay fast. But like from now to freshman year, like watching more film, putting in more extra work. Like you can just do what you're told by the coaches, but it's the things they don't see. 
but definitely the film part and rehab, taking care of my body, because like your body is everything you need. So like, whatever you invest in your body is what you get out of it. Hey, I I I love to hear that, man. Like you said, recovery is a huge part. I don't think a, in high school they just throw you in the ice bath, and uh, that's how it is. In college, it, you can't do that. But everyone loves player comparisons, man. So I I love to ask players we have on the show: which current NFL player do you feel like your game models the most? Models the most. Which uh, I watch. I watch everyone in back like. I'm more of a college running back. I like to take bits and pieces from college running backs before they get to the NFL. But to put my game with somebody in the NFL the most, I like watching Nick Chubb play a lot. I like the way he breaks tackles and tough runs. So he's up there. Let me see. But he's he's number one. Jonathan Taylor. He's up. I like Jonathan Taylor. I watch those two a lot. So I'll give you a break here. Which college running back was your favorite to watch last season? Last season, last season. Um, I like to watch uh, Kenneth Walker from uh, because you know he went from Wake Forest, not really to nobody didn't know much. Then he burst into the scene at Michigan State. So I definitely did watch him a lot last year and watched his games. Hey, that's that's a heck of a choice too, man. He had a ridiculous season last year, and everyone has their different routines, man. When I was playing. I was extremely superstitious, but for you, what is your pregame routine on game days? On game day, um, definitely gotta have my music. Um, I like. I also I like to watch football highlights on game day of running backs of different running backs. So I just go to YouTube and just watch very few running backs and just go from there and just get ready for the game and just lock in. Probably take a little nap before the game. Hey, I I like it, man. Get I, you know, for me, I, if I got too hype, I couldn't play well. So the nap, I feel like, really brings you back down, and I, I like to hear that. But we know what defensive players, man. Listen, linebackers and DBs get thrown under the bus all the time. That they're always the biggest trash talkers on the field. But for you, how big of a part is trash talking uh, during the game for you? I actually had to uh, pipe down and trash talking. Like when I first got to school, yeah. But I tend to used to get mad a lot. And then, so like I had to cut down a little bit. So it'd be here and there, but it all depends on who we play. That's what I say. It all depends who we play. Those rivalry games are different. I, I understand that. And everyone had their welcome to college moment on the field, man. Looking back, what was your welcome to college moment that you had to overcome? Welcome to college moment. When you say that, are you talking about like against somebody or in general? Uh, j- just just in general, man. It could be a practice. It it could just be anything. So I'll say my welcome to college moment would be like it'd have been that's that's my it'd have been my second year here. So 2019, it was just me having to learn. Like, okay, I had to look in the mirror at myself and be like, okay, like, you're like you gotta work on these things and whatnot if you want to take that step to the next level that you say you want to be. So it'd been hey. that sophomore year. I, I, it paid off in a big way, too. And you don't have to give away all your secrets. Listen, I know there's some guys in the OVC watching this right now, but what it, one-on-one in the open field, what is the number one mistake a linebacker or a DB can make against you one-on-one? Just being in the way. That's the number one thing I can do, just being in the way. <laughs> oh, but I, I like it's just straightforward. You're just like, listen, you don't even be there. Just let, just let, me, just let me get on. Yeah. 
uh, like it. And to give a little bit of credit, man, this this you could it's got to be someone from a different team that you've played against. Okay. Who were some of the best defensive players you've ever had to face that just gave you headaches all day long? Some of the best defensive players I played against. Um, uh, recently, I would say I say uh, number thirty. I don't know his name, but number thirty-four for Murray, linebacker. He's a real good player. Um, another player for Murray was last year, the corner number twenty-four. And there was a, it's a few. It's a few good players. Um, I know UT Martin has a few good players. But definitely 34 for Murray. He's a real good player in my book, so I give it to him. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on his head. I believe he was All-American last year, too. So I, the dude definitely can go out there and play. But, man, you mentioned this could be your last year um, in, in college football for you head off to the NFL draft. If an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Geno Hess if they draft you, what do you tell them? I would tell them you're getting a hard worker, somebody who's open up to listen and learn. And a player that you can just plug in doesn't matter anywhere on the field, offense, special teams, and hey, if you want me to play defense, I'll try to go make a tackle for you. Just, just somebody open to anything to help the team win, and also to help the community around the team. Hey man, that, that's a great answer. You're one of the top prospects coming out of FCS football, one of the top running backs in the country, man. But this is all about promoting the players here on our show, man. So let everyone know where they can find you on social media, contact you for NIL deals, any messages, shout outs, anything you want to talk about, man. This time is yours. Uh, first, you can find me on Twitter at Gino Hess. I believe it's just at Gino Hess. Instagram is at the Gino Hess and whatnot. And then Shout outs. I just want to give a shout out to my team, everybody on my team. I can't list everybody because they're a part of this process as well. And I got nothing but love for them. I want to shout out my mom and dad. You know, you know, they they're part of this and my brothers and sisters, because they it's they're part of the beginning of the story. So they know everything that I went through and whatnot. And just I want to just thank uh, God for just blessing me to be in the situation I'm in right now. Like not too many people can say that. I want to shout out to all my friends back home because they're part of this too. Hey, man, I, I, I like it. And I appreciate you clearing your schedule for me, man, hopping on the show. But, guys, it's all about supporting the players here. Make sure you go follow Gino, his his Twitter at and Instagram handle. He just said also be on the thumbnail and linked in the, in the bio below. Make sure to follow Simo's journey to another conference title this year. And, my God, Gino, going for a third straight first team All-OVC selection and two straight FCS All-American awards, man. But, guys – for Gino has for myself and for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right, right now. I got, one more, I got one more. Go question. ahead, man. So I was looking at your All American preseason list, and I don't, I didn't see Gino has on there. So I, I just wanted to know, like, I just want to know why. It's not. I'm just wanted to know why. Um, so uh, the the first the the first team, if I remember right, I believe I had Darius Hell on there. Man, he went bizarre. I think he had like 16 rushing touchdowns last year as a true freshman. I mean, he just. He, he went crazy. And then I know uh, Jaleel McLaughlin uh, was one of the top running backs in the MVFC. Um, let me make sure I got all the names right because um, we've been dropping all the – Isaiah Afonzi, man, was a, yeah. since his first team last year. Man, it's hard to keep him off. Like, I feel like Afonzi, uh, Darius Hell, also Malik Grant, man, NEC, 
Offensive Player of the Year. We actually made three teams, but the, the guys who we work with publishing said we can only release two. I will tell you, you are on the third team, FCS. Okay. We just couldn't release it, but you are. I, I will tell you, I, I said in the beginning of the show, I'd never ruin stuff. The first team, All-American, the OVC, though, for sure, at the yeah. running back spot. You were the first name we put on there. Anyone who made our FCS All-American list was immediately on the conference, man. So I, I think you're going to be on there next year, man. It was tough, though, because I think I talked to um, – I don't know if you've talked to him, Sam Herter at Hero Sports. Man, he he was telling me that it, coming out with theirs, he was like, there's probably 16, 15 running backs that I think deserve All-American awards. He was like, man, they are putting up ridiculous, ridiculous stats. I was. Just, I just wanted to know. I just didn't want. To, I just want to give you a hard time. But yeah, hey, man, was, I, I love it. Those guys definitely be on there, and I do believe we do play Central Arkansas, so I will get to see. Uh, what's is it, Darius? Darius, hell yeah, we had so, him on the show uh, after last season, man. And um, I mean, for a true freshman, I think you can even speak to it. It's it's tough to go out there and yeah. start year one and go out there and put it in a lot of you guys came back i think that was the biggest thing for the running back spot that i didn't get a lot of other positions like at quarterback you know you had cameron uh cam ward leave eric barrier left um the uh cole kelly at uh southeastern you had cole johnson at james madison like the top probably six quarterbacks all went to the draft or transferred to fbs and for the running backs i think you had other than Pierre Strong at South Dakota State, I mean, you had, I think, all the probably top 10, 15 running backs all came back from last year. So, man, you guys you guys threw all the analysts for a loop on that one. Okay, yeah. But I appreciate you for having me on the show. Thank you. Hey, absolutely, man. Hey, but guys, for myself, for Gino and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.